right. Welcome back to These Amazing Places. This is show number 49 for the week of March 30th. And this is Doug and Adam. And here we are again with another great podcast. Hey, we're back. And uh, we have a ton of stuff to go through this week. So I'm quickly going to give you some contact information. And then we're going to get the show on the road. Uh, first of all, we are uh, on Flickr. In case you don't know what Flickr is, that is a photo site. Uh, you can go to our website. You can get there from uh, that place and join our group. And you can, if you have your own Flickr site with photos of your own, you can add them in. Uh, Disney photos only, please, at this point. Uh, you know what? No, that's wrong, actually. <laughs> we have more than Disney <laughs> yes, up there. Yes, we do. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess I'm so stuck in the Disney <laughs> Don't forget here, the uh, Air Museum we, have, we just we did have last air. week. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, if we had the rewind sound, I would stick it back in again <laughs> right now. Anyway, uh, we're also um, on Twitter. Twitter is just a social networking site. In case you're not using that, uh, go check us out. We have a uh, that's also on our website. You can go straight to our Twitter page from there. Uh, anyway, uh, we also have a voicemail number six four one seven one five thirty nine hundred extension five three zero five six. And uh, also, we have a um, uh, couple ways you can get to us uh, get to us through email. One is podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. We have a contact page on our website. You can go there, put in some information, and tell us about your firstborn, or if you don't have one, uh, I don't know, your social security. <laughs> um, next and last, uh, go on to iTunes. This is something we haven't mentioned for a little while. Go on to iTunes if you're listening to us, and give us some reviews. Let us know what you think. And that is it. Okay, so this week we're going to be talking a basic run-through of Disney planning a Disney vacation. Uh, and and we'll talk more about that as we pursue this, because we're going to break here for a little music. But I just wanted to fill you in. It should be a fun trip. If you've been to Disney before, hopefully this isn't too boring for you. It's not like we've done in the past, but we will explain that more in a second. So stick with us. So before we begin the show officially about all the Disney stuff, there is a little bit of news we should discuss, and of course it is about Disney. Uh, this, just recently, Disney has announced, uh, they've done this before, but if you book a uh, reservation with them in the parks and get, get it on site and stuff, and we'll talk more about this more, you can get free dining, and you have to book before... June 21st, 2009, and it has to be between around the dates. I think there are a couple of blackout dates between August 16th and October 3rd. So once again, book before June 21st, and you have to book between the dates of August 16th and October 3rd, 2009, and you will get free dining. And it's there are several dining plans. You get the free dining plan that includes one table service, one quick service, and one snack, which is what I did back in August if you've listened to the show before. So it's a very good deal, and it ends up being around $38 per person per day per adult. So that is a really good savings right. if you then, end up booking Okay, it. and then also we should just throw it in real quick. Uh, um, as far as dining, they can also get quick service, which is just counter. Yes, yeah. I don't know if I don't know about the they're free thing. That here. I'm okay. sure it is the free thing because it's more expensive. The yeah. one they're offering is more expensive than the quick okay. service. But we will talk more about the dining in a second as we cover the basics of planning a Walt Disney World trip for the first time visitor. Right? Yes. Okay. So why are why are we covering the first time trip here uh, podcast when we've covered Disney many more times before? And basically, this came about because uh, somebody I know, his name's Cliff, and him and his family. He's never been there before, and he's like, "Hey, we need to get together and talk about uh, Disney and what they what we recommend they go do and check out." And I talked to Doug, and I was like, "Hey, why don't we just do a full show completely on your first trip, first planning, and uh, everything to do with Walt Disney?" Uh, and go through the whole spiel. And so that's why we wanted to do this show. Um, throughout the show, we'll, we'll mention this, but we are starting something a little different. We're going to have a show notes page that's actually going to be posted on our website. 
you'll have to go to theseamazingplaces.com. It's actually going to be called Links and Notes. And then it says show notes once you get to that. But it's going to have links to all the things that we're mentioning from websites to phone numbers to all kinds of stuff. And I would, and we can talk about that more later. So, Doug, let's start off. What's the first thing you want to do when you're planning your Walt Disney World trip? Okay, you want to contact uh, Walt Disney World. And they have something that is a, uh, it's a free WDW vacation planning kit. And what they'll send you with that is a little booklet with the DVD. They'll send you that in the mail. It's a great, great way to start out. It kind of introduces you to the park. And they do a really good job of condensing everything down and, uh, um, and getting the information that you need. And in fact, a lot of what I watched, I have the DVD and I watched it to help get us information to this show. And I think it's a good also. So basically, if you do order that and you listen to what we're saying, you may need to watch it again to kind of recap what we've been saying too now, to help yeah, you out. Yeah, you can. So. You don't have to call either. You can you can call or you can do this online. And as we're going to mention many times during this, the link for that will be in our show notes for this week. Directly on our website. So, um, yep. Okay, so All next, right. so, next we're going to uh, basically then look at uh, when do you want to go? Okay, and That is are, a good question. It, it really is. I <laughs> yeah. mean, because uh, obviously, as a lot of people know, there are uh, peak seasons and there are off seasons. So uh, the first thing is really if you can go during an off season, and I'm going to give you those dates here in just a second, I really believe it's the best time to go. Less crowds, uh, better temperatures, which is, just can beat you to death if you have kids or if you're an adult. For or sure. if you have older people relatives with you it's hard on them when the temperatures out there can hit i mean into the high 90s during july it's just sweltering so it's cheaper it's less crowds and it's nicer more comfortable the park hours are a little shortened depending on what time of year you go but in reality you don't really need the long hours if you're going to go and there's less people i think right but if, right. for sure from my experience february was a lot more comfortable than august <laughs> okay and let so, me give you those dates yeah, this is called it. this is called value season and uh, so also, you know, resorts are going to be a lot less money during that time, which is a great thing. Um, anyway, the value season times are January 1st through the 15th, January 19th through February the 12th, August 9th through November 18th. That's pretty much the best times. And also, it's posted on our show notes page. It's, it's, uh, there's a Disney site, DisneyWorld.com slash when to go. It has more information there and gives you more information. Okay, so the next option you'll probably want to decide is how many days you want to stay to, to go in the parks and how many days so you want to stay So right now vacation. we're just going to talk about ticket options. Uh, yes, okay. but it's, it's obviously associated with, for example, if you have a timeshare for a week and right. you're down there for a week, that's probably a good idea. And also... How many days would you, if you were telling someone for their first visit, say Cliff wants to know how many days he wants to go for his first visit, what would you Seven tell days. Him? Seven? And okay. Walt Disney actually recommends that. And I know a lot of people would say, of course they're going to recommend that. You know, They want to keep you there long, as long as they can. But after being there many times, and you know this too by yep. now, um, seven days is, I mean, it's, if, unless you just want to kill yourselves and your family and it ruins the trip. Yeah. Uh, seven days is about the right amount of time, I think. And if you can do longer, uh, then do longer. And this is something else we were going to discuss real quick. The more days that you buy on, as far as ticketing, uh, the less that the tickets become. Uh, after about six days, uh, then your ticket price falls off dramatically. Yeah. So from seven to ten days, which is the maximum amount of days that you can buy at one time, um, the ticket, ticket price becomes almost nothing. And if you want to go past 10 days, you might even consider an annual pass because yeah, yeah. it's probably cheaper to just buy annual pass. They say nine days is about what gives you your value of your annual pass. But um, I remember some of the prices. Let's just give an example. We stayed for for one adult for one day in one park, not a park hopper. It's $75. So that's just that's a one base, day. That's, that's what we one day a base, base ticket. ticket. Two days is $150, so it's, it's just doubling. Just doubling. Right. When you get up into five days and six days, it becomes $30 a day. Okay. So, I mean, obviously, 30 times the six is, gives you the day. but And then you can also uh, add on the options. But anyway, Well, let's that's, go through the options. Yeah, let's do. That would just be the base tickets. Right. So, what other options are available? Okay, then there's a, a, what's called a park hopper option. And what that allows you to do um, is to hop from park to park during the day. So if you want to see a few things in one park and then maybe go eat in another park, let's say you're in Animal Kingdom, 
and you want to ride Expedition Everest, yep. and you want to do Dinosaur, and then you want to get out of that park. Uh, then, and go and, and then watch, you have a dining reservation yeah in Epcot or something yeah uh-huh. or and so you go over to Epcot and then you, you which you cannot do this with the base ticket base ticket only keeps you on one park per day yeah uh, but with the hopper you can hop to every park all day long if you want and I don't remember the price difference but uh, we'll definitely put a link on the show notes to give you an you can go through all the options. There's a whole map there. There's an interactive checkbox that gives you options. What's another option you can okay, add on? The, the last option that I can think of right offhand is called no expiration. Mm-hmm. Now, it's going to cost you extra money to buy into this. And as we leave the link in the site, you'll be able to, to uh, compare each one of these for yourself. Um, but no expiration means that let's say you buy 10 days, which I've done this. I bought six and ended up only being in the parks for two days on my uh, last trip, I think. And... Uh, so now I have a no expiration pass still, good for four more days. And I can use that 20 years from now if I wish. Mm-hmm. It never goes away. It's always good. I can always use it. Now, some of you may think, okay, is, this, is that really going to be much more money? Yeah. I remember doing it, and it was about $100 more yeah. for like a six-day ticket. If you want to buy 10 days, mm-hmm. if you know, hey, I'm going to go back in a couple of years maybe. I don't want to buy an annual pass because I'm not going back again this year. So you pay the pay for the uh, no expiration, uh-huh. and you use so many days this time, and then now you have another. Let's say you go for five days this time. Now you have five more days that you can use in another two, three, four years, whenever you wish to use them. Yep. It's just sitting there waiting for you. To, it's banked, basically, waiting for you to use it. That's why I think that it's really to per the family and what they feel like they want to do. Because if you feel like you're going to visit Disney multiple times per year, I don't think the expiration, non-expiration option is really something that they're going to get a value for their money. I think it's more if you're going to visit within three years, say you're going to visit 10 times and you want to get the non-expiration option. I mean, not 10 times, but 10 days out of the three years. Right. I think that's more of a value than purchasing an annual pass during, you know, Purchasing non-expiration going 10 times in one year or 10 days in one year and then rather than just getting an annual pass right. for the one year. Right, if you're going to do 10 you know days, I mean? the, yeah. the price for an annual pass is about the same as a 10-day uh-huh. uh, ticket with hopper option. And so, yeah, if you're going to do that, uh, then go ahead and buy the annual pass. And it's and so if you would decide at that point that you're, if there's a chance that you may go back twice within that year, do 10 days and then maybe – for some reason, want to go back again by the annual pass. Yeah. So. And they, I think it's now the annual I, pass is only good for each person that purchases them. Right. So if you have four people in your family, you have to get four of them. Right. Mm-hmm. And so. But it is different for a child cost right. and then an adult. And also, I believe if you are there and ten days after you've been there, you decide to purchase an annual pass, you can actually take the money that you purchased those tickets for and put it towards your annual pass. Now, on the annual pass, we've gone through this with Roy which is a buddy of ours yeah. um, who is in Disney all the time, uh, you get some other things, perks, with the annual pass. Uh, isn't there a magazine that comes out? It's like a quarterly information magazine. It's not like, I wouldn't say a magazine. It's only like 20 pages. Okay. But it gives you at least information. In fact, it's right here. Uh, no, this is not it. This is only for and Disney now the annual pass club, also, even if you would stay off-premises, for whatever reason, the annual pass gets you free parking also. Does it? Okay. Yeah, it does do that. I didn't so realize that. That's another option. I forgot another option. Uh, there's one that you can add on also called the Water Parks and Fun option. This is, yeah. allows you to give you a little extra money for the ticket price, but it allows you to get into the water parks just like if you were doing a park hopper and you wanted to go over to the water parks and then you wanted to go back into another place to get some dining food or whatever. Uh, that is also available in this ticket page as you add on. And also, in regard to the annual pass, there are two different annual passes. There's the, I think it's called, I don't know, regular annual pass or whatever. But there's the premium annual pass, which is about $100 more. That allows you to get into water parks for, with the annual pass. And it also allows you to get into Disney Quest and Downtown Disney, and which costs I guess money, we so. haven't, I do know, I'm pretty sure that the annual pass is about $500 a year, give or take. Yeah, I think it's five fifty or okay. something around that. And so you're looking. That's at, for a non-Florida resident, right? And that's for an adult. Yeah. And so you're looking at six hundred some dollars, then if you're getting it with the water option. Yeah, I think it's more than that. Okay. Yeah, but uh, um, a Florida resident, if you don't know this and you live in Florida, that's maybe, maybe you don't. Uh, Jamie's grandparents didn't know this, but you do get a discount on an annual pass if well, you're in quite Florida. A bit. 
Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, I think it's $300 yep. right around there. So, so uh, basically, those are the ticket options. Uh, at all, at any time, if you're thinking of this, check our show notes, but also email us. We'll give you more information or even... Uh, we'll or tell us something maybe you think we've missed. Yeah. I mean, there's always something. There's always something that maybe we've missed or something that was released last minute. Mm-hmm. Or uh, There's always other people out there that have much more knowledge, too. And so I think if we all band together, we save everybody a lot of money and a lot of time. Okay, great. So now we're going to talk about what resort you should choose and kind of uh, we had just talked a little here about uh, the number of people in your party and in your family that's going. So pricing, uh, you can always go to DisneyWorld.com slash affordable. There are package prices that will include park tickets as well as on-site Disney resort packages. And uh, just to give you an idea for price during the value season, which we've discussed earlier... Uh, it's about $1,700 for a family of four for seven days in a value resort during the value season. That's so, with, is that with tickets and everything? That's with everything. Okay. Tickets and everything. Now, no dining but, is included. Yeah, right. But, but now, let, I'll just throw this in here, too, and this is coming off the top of my head. Now, this is in value season. Uh, that A value resort is about $82 a night. Uh, a moderate resort is uh, about 152 I think it is. And a yeah, and a and a deluxe resort would be I think it's about two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, it, and it that's going to change because mm-hmm. of the season. So definitely check on that. And okay, so since we kind of threw that out there, I I you know it sounds like a lot of money, and there'll always be people tell you, boy, you know, you could stay off site for a lot less money. Mm-hmm. So I just want to run down through the perks that you get by staying within sure. a Disney resort that you're not going to get if you're uh, staying off site. Yep. All right, just going to run down through some of them real quick. First, you get the use of Magical Express from Orlando Airport. And what that does is uh, when your luggage, when you arrive and your luggage arrives in Orlando, if you're flying in, um, what that does is they, they will bust you from the terminal to your resort, and you do not have to go to baggage claim. They pick up your baggage for you. They'll deliver it to, to your room. So that's one thing but you, do, you don't have to worry about. If you are listening, Cliff, and anybody else is, you do have to register before you leave. You right. cannot expect them to do it automatically. And it also, has to be registered. if your flight is late, yeah. they will not pick up your baggage. Oh, didn't know that. And so I just read that online. And yeah, somebody said that that happened to them. Okay, and also after 10 p.m., if your flight arrives that I don't think they are no right. uh, no longer doing the baggage thing but that's okay you still get the free transportation the magical express from the airport and it's only Orlando International Airport down to your resort so okay. next continue you get the use of Walt Disney World transportation system which includes the buses water taxis or the monorail service from your hotel to all the major attractions that's a big thing oh, it really yeah. is cuz I it's stayed huge. in an offsite hotel and we flew in and we had to pay extra money to be able to get to the parks. Yeah, exactly. Day. Get a taxi or some other well, kind of bus I service. I think we rode or... on Mears, which is a big yeah. bus line around in there. But, but it, I think it cost us 7 to $10 per person per day. Or mm-hmm. It was expensive. So that's another thing definitely to, to you know think about. Yeah. Next, extra magic hours. Uh, what those are. Okay, extra magic hours are offered daily where one theme park uh, either opens an hour early for those staying at a resort property uh, or it remains open. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let's go through up this to again. S- it remains uh, open remains up to three, open three hours, hours after, after the park yeah. closes. And it's not the same park. It's generally one park is of extra magic hours in the morning and one different park has extra magic right. hours in the evening. No. And it's not always every day. There's a schedule on their right. site. And, it's, and it does say something here about that. It does cutting, cut down on lines. It also puts you later into the evening sometimes. So if you want, in the middle of the day, you can go back to your resort. If you have young kids, you can take a long break to let them rest, to do things like that. You can go back to the park. You've got, let's say if you're doing the evening one, you've got three hours to go back, rest, mm-hmm. kick back, do whatever you want because you're not going to miss the time. And, uh, and so then you can go back to the parks in the after, after magic hours. Uh, extra magic hours and um, and actually hit a lot of the attractions. And now in those, are there are only certain attractions open. Yes, and we'll put a, a link up for that in the yes. show notes. And I was also going to say it's more beneficial because the people, the crowd is smaller, right. generally too. Well, one, people who are staying off site can't come in, and two, uh, not all kids are going to be out till two a.m. Sometimes it's up until two a.m. at the Magic Kingdom. 
Um, so it is a generally, and I know maybe you don't, maybe you're not interested in the 2 a.m. hour, but uh, it's at least an option there available during extra magic hours when you're staying on site. So right. no, it, it's I think it's a great a great option because I know with having kids in the parks, there's that point in the middle of the day between lunch and dinner to where they've had it, especially if it's hot out. And yep. so you know what, save yourself a headache, go back, take a break, and know, hey, we have three hours that we can make up at the end of the day and they'll be rested. Okay, what about driving? Um, okay, uh, as far as... Free parking, right? Yeah, well... That's yeah, another that's, perk. Uh. That's another perk, yeah. Yeah, yeah free... Uh, no parking at the theme parks. Uh, let's see here. And that's free parking at the theme bucks, parks. I think. You said no parking. Free parking at the no. theme parks. Oh, wow. Okay. You must have misspelled no your No parking notes there. fees. No, sorry. No oh, parking okay. fees there you at go. the theme parks. All right, I'll get that straight. That's All right. fine. Uh, you also get the, the use of the Disney dining plan. Uh, which can be combined with accommodations and attraction tickets into a Magic Your Way package. Includes at least uh, two meals. Uh, what is it? It's basically one sit-down. Yeah. You want to talk about the service. specifics? There's a lot here. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll head into that. So let's just say, though, first it's a table service, a counter service, and a snack. And we'll just kind of describe what, the, what those are. That's the basic plan, though. Right. That's not the other options. The deluxe. See? <laughs> yeah. But then there's quick service. That's okay, true. So, so we'll go through Do you want to do that now? All right. That's so there's several options for the Disney dining plan. There's the one option is a quick service option, which allows you to get counter service at two restaurants per day. And I believe it might even give you two snacks per day. Per, per day per person and that's a cheaper it's generally around $25 per person for an adult I don't know what the child is it's maybe 17 let's 18, go into but. this too because I never I this could definitely affect somebody if you're eating at a table service you're talking about using how many hours almost each time mm-hmm. between setting a little bit and waiting on your reservation being there a little bit early and then eating aren't you eating about two hours up each time yeah, probably. Okay, so we're talking. I mean, if somebody's doing two table services a day, you know, you're you're using four hours. Yeah, up out of your time in the park. So that's something to consider. Okay. Um, also, after the quick service option, you have the reg. I think it's just called the regular. I don't know some kind of regular dining plan, which is one counter service, one. Uh, when I say counter service, I mean quick service. Like going up uh, that counter and buying yeah. your food like you would at McDonald's. Exactly. Table service, um, which is where you sit down and you do have to pay tip. Gratuities are not included. 18%. And then, yeah, is recommended. Yeah. But they don't include that. You need to add that in. And then a snack. And then there's the deluxe dining plan, which gives you two <laughs> table services and then I think two snacks, and then I think you even get like this water jug that you can fill up the whole time while you're there. It's like overload. In a wheelbarrow. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, each one of these includes pretty much a main entree, a drink, and a dessert. And that includes the quick service and the table service. And in a general price reference, this saves you a ton of money. Um, if you want to eat a ton of food, and I'm talking about a ton, the deluxe dining plan is probably where you want to go. If you're there to relax and you just want to eat a lot. I mean, with a deluxe, you're talking about eating maybe six to seven courses of food. Well, probably, yeah. I'm, that's what I'm saying, a ton of food. Uh, I wouldn't go above the pre- the. The, the middle del- ground, uh, basic dining, the basic plan. dining plan, and yeah. then the quick service. Honestly, the quick service I'm thinking about doing, but we like to relax at least one meal out of the day, and that's. I mean, you can still relax with the quick service, but it's pretty much over the counter, and usually the. I mean, you don't have to pay a tip, um, and then usually you don't get as much food as if you're at a table service. So anyway, that's kind of like the basic run. Did we give the prices on those? Um, deluxe? I yeah. don't know about the deluxe, how much it is. I don't know how much it is, but I know that the... Uh, Basic dining quick, plan is thirty nine ninety nine a day Something per like that. For adult. Right, for mm-hmm. adult. And the quick service is actually 30 because I just looked at this is recently. Okay. $29.99 yeah, uh, per day. I thought it was 25 at first. No, I know. Yeah. Which, okay. So I'm done, for $10... More you get, uh, you get to you sit get a down. table service, and it may not sound like a big deal, but um, but it is when you need a break. And in reality, okay. price, re- price reference if you don't do the dining plan, you're paying at least $40 for a table service per person. Per I person. would say, yep. I mean, if you want to drink a dessert and a main course, and that's like one they have, meal, yeah, that doesn't include your lunch. If you're going to eat lunch exactly. at the counter, you're going to be also paying for that. So, so you've already gone over your 40 bucks. I, I mean, believe they say up to you can save up to 30%, so that's where they get the number. Okay. So, all, all right. right. Uh, that covers the dining plan. 
Okay. All right. Um, so well, then we'll move on with is some there, more. Is there any more to the resort stuff that we want to cover? Yes. It, yeah, there okay. is. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. And this is something I did not know, but they have in-room child care is available for kids six months to 12 years old. That's going to be for an extra fee, but it is available if you, if you want to use it. Uh, you have concierge service uh, within the uh, resorts, and what that does is gets you they they will they can obtain park tickets, dining reservations, and golf tee times for you. The uh, no parking fees at theme parks are covered. This is a big one, I think, for a lot of people. If you're buying souvenirs within the park, when you buy it, you don't have to carry it around the park with you. You can tell them to go ahead and send it from the store back to your room, and they'll take care of that for you. Also, if you're a resort's there uh, and you're a golfer, at the same time you get preferred golf tee times by staying in the resorts. Uh, I think that's that's it. Okay, that's good stuff. And I, I think just to kind of sum up the what we've talked about this whole beginning here as far as purchasing your package, we've talked about tickets you can buy individually, staying off-site and doing whatever there. We talked about individual prices for maybe staying with a resort. But there are package deals that... That Disney offers throughout each section, and it's called the Magic Your Way Package. And basically, you can go in and you can customize every single thing you can do directly right on their site. It gives you numbers and everything. It allows you to pick what, how many days, how many tickets you want, whether you want park op- options, all that stuff, um, and then also what resort you want and how many, and then add the dining plan on if you want, and add an annual pass or anything like that if you want. Um, that information is. It's completely on the site. It's obviously catered to exactly what you want. So it's something we can't really discuss because going through the options would be incredible. There are also other options that have to do with disabilities. If uh, you do have someone in a wheelchair, make sure you mention that during your reservations. Yes, right, exactly. They'll give you a room with wheelchair access. And they'll give you, uh, Um, in most places, the guest services. They'll give you a booklet for people with disabilities throughout the parks. Yes. Which helps a lot. Also, if you're blind or hard of hearing or different things like that, um, they allow... Uh, you, they give you different things like that. So, you know, if you need a Braille map, they have Braille maps available and guest services in each park, but uh, also at the resorts. And if you let them know all this information ahead of time, uh, it's definitely will make your stay a lot easier, and as well as dietary needs when you're doing the dining plan and stuff like that. You can um, for peanut allergies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I've heard that they do really well. Yeah, in fact, there was one time. Just a kind of side story here. We were eating a big old kitchen sink. It's a bunch of ice cream and brownies. Um, we a picture were with, of it up on the website. Yeah. Up on, uh, up on Flickr. We were with Roy and Patty, and we didn't quite know she's allergic to peanuts. And she's like, oh, do the brownies have peanuts? And the waitress was like, I don't know. Let me go get the chef. The chef personally walked out to our table, discussed every single ingredient that was in the kitchen sink, the thing we bought. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's completely fine. And he was completely went above and beyond what it took to answer our questions about that and i think that is something that is something from disney and it's great so don't be worried about that Uh, i think the best thing is plan ahead so when you get there you're not stressed out about making sure other things like that so um do you want to talk about dining reservations now or should we okay let's go ahead and do that since we yeah since we i guess we could have thrown that in there a little bit ago yeah, but, uh, um, I know. Yeah, we kind of didn't do that on dining plan. So yeah, that's my fault. Okay, dining reservations. Uh, let's see here. There are a couple ways that you can soon. Let's throw this in here soon. Now it's not up yet, but they are going to make it so that you can do dining reservations online. But that's not up. Yeah, not I don't know how so, long it'll be. They just transferred over their software. Right. So. so for now, uh, you can go to. Uh, let's see here. Well, if you want more information on the dining plan, you can go to DisneyWorld.com/slash. Dine plan. Uh, you can also call to make your reservations. And you want to do this at, yeah. at a at ninety days out before yes. your trip. Absolutely, get on the phone and do it as close to that ninety days days out as you can. These things book up quick. Uh, I just did mine on the well. It was probably eighty nine days out, mm-hmm. and there were already some places. Well, one place, La Cellier, yeah. in Canada, was and booked. Epcot was booked for dinner. But the number is four zero seven WDW Dine. Right. And, okay. yeah. But do you want to, you know, let's, we'll recommend restaurants here in a second after we break. But uh, did you have more to say about that? No. No, I don't, okay. I don't have anything else to say. I was just going to say it's, a, it's the table services where you get the reservations, not the counter service. The counter service is quick service. So you just go up to the counter anytime. So uh, pretty much if you're going to get that middle plan like we usually do, 
you only need to make one reservation per day or I mean you can you can uh, vary make variations on a dining plan where if you wanted to eat two table services one day and two quick services another day you could or you can it eat does in, space uh, it out, some of the but. upper scale restaurants let's say for instance the contemporary which we'll talk about as far as a resort here in a little while oh there's a California grill and it takes up two takes of two your table plans. services forgot right. about so that if you want to skip one one day or pay for uh, whatever a meal. and then use mm-hmm. two in one day uh, then you can go to a, a more of an upscale restaurant if it that's can, what you're into. Yeah, it can be very complicated. So once again, email us if you have questions. We'll be happy email to respond. Email us. You can also – the Disney representatives are fantastic. That's a good I mean, point. you call this number, uh, 407-WDW-DINE, they're great. I mean, they will go through every option, and they're very concise. They're so used to talking about this with people that they'll run you through every option that you can imagine and do it quickly and in a great manner. Okay, so finally we get to the fun part. Um, we've spoken about a lot of everything inside the parks on many of our other podcasts. We'll discuss that more. But um, one couple of things we want to mention before we hit into the parks, um, and this is in the park, and we're going to describe Fast Pass. Fast Pass is an option for anyone within the park. You don't have to be on resort site or anything like that. You just have to be in the park uh, with a theme park ticket. Uh, Fast Pass is what allows you to get It basically allows you to bypass the line so that you're not waiting as long. Now, FastPass is limited in that you cannot... It's limited about how many people can get in the FastPass throughout one entire day, and it's only limited to certain rides. So it's usually the popular rides have FastPass availability. And so usually what happens is, if you have a ride that you want to go ride and it's got a FastPass, go up to the ticket kiosk, get your FastPass, and then it'll give you a time when to return to use your FastPass, and you have to wait until that time to get in line. Uh, so while you're waiting, you can go do something else. Go ride another ride that doesn't have FastPass or whatever. Um, and then it also gives you a, a time of when you can get your next FastPass. So if you wanted to, you could go around the park, get a FastPass, wait an hour, I think it's about an hour or so, until the next fast pass is available on your ticket, put it into your next ticket, and then go around. And it does have an expiration. How do you, how do you access? How do you get your fast pass? Do okay. you have to use like a room key or, you have to use or your, your ticket? If you are staying on a Walt Disney World Resort, everything is included in your room key. Everything, your park tickets on your room key, everything, it's like a credit card. It's got a swipe and everything. If you are not on resort or if you are in Disney Vacation Club or something like that and you have a separate room and you booked it separately you'll have a separate park ticket, even in annual passes like this. It's not included in your room key ticket. It's just a separate uh, ticket, and that's the ticket that you need to get your fast pass, if that makes any sense. It's a lot less flimsy. Like It's like this. It's a kind of like plastic papery. It's uh, it's not like your resort key, which is a credit card. Right. This is more like paper. So... Um, but that's what you use to get your fast pass, and it ha- and it keeps track. It's got a barcode on there, so you can't. You could actually, if once you get in the park, put it, get everyone's tickets, and go run to a fast pass machine. Put this everyone's is what tickets in. Big groups of people mm-hmm. are doing. They'll go in. Let's uh-huh. say there, there could be a hundred people in a tour group all together. Yeah, and they'll go in first thing into the park. Send one person over, and they'll just bam, 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 bam. Yep. So, and uh, it's very easy to do, and a lot of times. Um, they're, you'll, they're very easily marked, and there's very easily marked clocks above the fast pass return lines that gives you. But I was going to say, it does have an hour slot of when you can return. It doesn't really mean that's the only time. In fact, you can come later in the day, but they are marked per day, so you cannot get a fast pass for one ride on one day, go the next day, and use that fast pass. It will expire, and they will tell you that. So, um, and are they good on extra magic hours? Yes, they are. So, if you have a fast pass that says you can't get in line until 12 a.m., it's probably because, well, one, everyone used the tickets up until that point. Um, but then, two, you have to wait till extra magic hours to ride that ride. Right. So, that's fast pass. Okay. Uh, as a general thing, we just kind of wanted to cover the whole format of the entire parks. So, there are four theme parks in Disney. There's two water parks, and there's basically a downtown 
uh, Disney area, which is not does not require admission. It's kind of like a public area where people can go that don't have tickets. And Downtown Disney is where there's a lot of little different shops and uh, different uh, places to buy and food to eat and movies to watch and stuff like that. Okay, I'm going to be starting off here with uh, what I'm going to call must-see rides within the parks. And what those are, are they're the most popular attractions or rides within the parks. And for the ones that are fast pass accessible, you want to get to them first thing when you hit the parks and uh, get your fast pass for those attractions. Because, uh, for instance, you, you may not be able may may not be able to get on the ride yeah. and for the entire day. And so if you have one day within that park, you don't get a fast pass, you're out. There might even be one ride I would recommend per park. Yeah, well, I've go got, ahead a, I've got we'll, a few here. Yeah. And so... Uh, and then I'll give you some other information as we go along. So I'm going to start with Disney Hollywood Studios. And uh, first I'm going to start off with American Idol Experience. This is brand new. If you want to know something about it, you can go to DisneyWorld.com slash idol. Um, also, the next must-see is Toy Story Mania. This is an extremely popular ride. As soon as you get to the parks, first thing in the morning, go get your Fast Pass. If you want to hear this ride, we've actually done an entire show on it. That would be show number 17. You can hear the ride-through that we did, and we also had a lengthy discussion about the attraction itself. Next, another really popular attraction is Tower of Terror. Get a fast pass for this one. We have a, uh, on our website, we have a video ride-through that's posted, and you can also hear a full description and audio ride-through of the show on show number five. Uh, last in, uh, within this park would be... Uh, uh, rock and Roller Coaster. Once again, get a Fast Pass for this. Um, and uh, we don't have any ride-through of that right now, but just let me tell you, it's a roller coaster-type ride. It's an intense ride. so Not a kid ride, but we can discuss more as we'll cover that. Also, of those, I would say right now, Toy Story is the most popular. It, it, it fits all ages, so definitely hit that one first. Get the Fast Pass first. Okay, next we're heading into Magic Kingdom. In Magic Kingdom, uh, let's see here, must-sees are Space Mountain. Get a Fast Pass. Now, there is something to note. Space Mountain is closed for the most majority, in fact, of this here coming up in April. It right. closes, and it will not be open until November, right. so more than likely, for, it will not be open. Right, but. so it's closed for a refurb. So if you, you listen to the show later, know that you know it's going to be a refurbished ride. It'll be in good shape yep. when it does open back up. Yep. Next is Splash Mountain. Also, get a fast pass for this. The uh, wait, a lot of times, for this uh, for this attraction, the queue, can be kind of, uh, uh, it's hidden, let's put it that way, some of it. And if it's hot outside, it's really humid around this ride to just stand and wait. Uh, next, Pirates of the Caribbean. Everybody knows about this ride. Get a fast pass. I believe you can for this. Um, gee, you know what? I'm not sure, but I... Anyway, another very popular attraction. People are going to be on it. Now, the next one I put, I did not put it as a must-see, but I also put this in here because it's a very popular attraction, and that's Peter Pan's Flight. And if you want to hear about it, I'm not going to go into it a lot, but if you want to hear it, a ride-through of it and everything, and a full description of it, you can hear it on uh, show number 23. And that is... Within our and website. there is a fast pass available for sure. I know that on that one. Right. Uh, and another must-see within Magic Kingdom is uh, Haunted Mansion. And uh, definitely big time, big time, big time wait if you uh, don't get in there. If you want to hear it and get a full description of it, we've already uh, gone over it on show number 27. Another one, Jungle Cruise. Um, this is another great attraction within the park. And uh, if you want to hear a full description of it, you can hear it on show number 21. Okay, that covers, I believe that covers the Magic Kingdom. Do you have any others that you can think of within the Magic Kingdom? Um, there's, no, not really. I mean, there are, Magic Kingdom is probably the busiest park, so keep that in mind when you're planning your trip. Uh, there are a lot of young kid rides there, as well as even teenagers tend to enjoy like some of the other stuff. Um, but anyway, that's just my comments there. Okay. Next, we are heading on to Epcot. And uh, let's see here. Must-sees in Epcot. Soarin'. Get your Fast Pass first thing in the morning or try to ride it on an extra magic hour in the morning or in the evening. If you want a full ride-through and description of it, you can hear it on show number 20. Uh, next is Test Track. 
Uh, it can be heard in a full ride through on show number six. Get your fast pass for it. Each one of these, I'm going to say that, get your fast pass because these are, if you get fast passes and you're efficient in and out of these, um, you'll get to do a lot of other things while you're within the park during that day instead of just standing in line. Uh, next one, Mission Space. Now, Mission Space, I could go into it, but I, I really want you to go back, listen to show number 46. We do a ride-through of it. There's a lot of information about Mission Space. There are two different versions of it, and so I want you to know about those before you just take your kids, young kids, or yourself, if you have motion sickness, onto this this attraction. And, we do, and we've done that show twice. Make sure you hit 46. That's the better recording. So. Right. Okay, and then I'm, I'm just going to throw a couple others in here just because we've already done shows on them. Uh, Maelstrom, which is in Norway. Uh, that's just a, a, like a boat-type attraction. Uh, it's kind of fun, though, and you can hear about it on show number 29, Spaceship Earth, uh, which is another. It's a slower attraction, but uh, as Epcot does very well, it's a more of an educational attraction, and you can hear about that on show number 37. Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. You can hear on show number 22. Uh, let's see here. Living with the Land. You can hear on show number 25. Universe of Energy. You can hear on show number 30. Uh, let's see here. The Seas with Nemo and Friends can be heard on show number 40. And Turtle Talk with Crush can be heard on show number 41. Journey into Imagination with Figment can be heard on show number 28. Boy, we hit a lot of Epcot. Yes, we have. Can you tell it's one of our favorite parks? Okay, another must-see, and this is a, more of an, uh, of an attraction. It is Illumination's Reflection of Earth. Uh, here, let's see here. Darn it. I've got it's it on. the fireworks display at the end. And yeah. uh, we, we don't need to go into this information. Yeah, at anyway, least you can, if you go into our website as far as that. There is stuff on. You can, but we've done, we've done it so you can hear it. What That's, show is it? Uh, that's what I was just looking for. Oh. And I don't know. <laughs> if you don't know, you can look so. it up. I do want to say one comment. As far as uh, the busiest, uh, in my opinion, and it really is the busiest when we were there, and no matter when, Soren is the number one, I would say, busiest attraction. That one's the one you need to fast pass first. Um, Test Track is probably the second, and then Mission Space is probably third. But Soren is the one that is for all ages, once again, just like Toy Story Mania over in Disney's Hollywood Studios. Okay, and for Illuminations, uh, if you want to hear it and hear a full description of it, that is show number 36. All right, next we're heading into Animal Kingdom, the last of the major theme parks. Uh, the must-see rides there would be Kilimanjaro Safari. If you want to hear about it, it's on show number four. Uh, the next one is uh, Expedition Everest. And let's see here. Oh, we haven't done a show of that one yet. Yeah, we haven't done a show, but uh, that's a must-see. Get a fast pass. Uh, get into that one. That's the roller coaster within the parks. Um, next one is Dinosaur. And that is show number two. And a bug's life is show number three, and that, uh, it's not necessarily. It is a kind no, of a major a attraction, attraction it but uh, it is fast pass available also. So, but I I just put that down because we uh, have an audio of it, right? And we've covered okay. it, and we talked about it, right? And so, so now there's a lot of other audios that we've done that I did not mention. If you go to our website, if you're listening to the show already, then you're going to know that. If you haven't listened to the show, then there are a bunch of other audio ride-throughs and things that are discussed within the parks that you can go and listen to if you want to get a full kind of rounded idea of what it's like in the parks. Okay, and one quick thing I just want to mention, that's Downtown Disney. Basically, Downtown Disney is just a free, kind of like a mall area. It's where Planet Hollywood is. Planet Hollywood went bankrupt. Disney bought it. Uh, just the one in, in Disney, in Disney, so it's the Orlando Planet Hollywood. That's still there. It's a big globe. There's a World of Disney store. There's a lot of different. There's a Lego shop. There's it is a lot the of different. largest World of Disney store too. It is it? in the world. Okay. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of different things over there that you can do. There's that, a 24 seat movie, uh, 24 screen movie theater. Mm -hmm. That in case you just want to kind of get away from everything else and do something, you can do that. But it does not cost to get in there. So uh, now, if you wanna, something, if you want to spend extra money. Yeah, within Downtown Disney, you can go to see Disney Quest, uh, which is uh, like an interactive, uh, uh, what is it I want to say, interactive uh, video 
place. And there's also uh, uh, Cirque du Soleil, which can be rather pricey, but it's a fascinating show. Uh, and you can see that also within Downtown Disney. But what I was going to say is that when you, if you wanted to go and you have booked your Disney vacation, but you didn't buy tickets enough to fill all the days that you're going to be there, Downtown Disney is a great day. It really could, you could spend a day down there doing all the activities, looking at all the shops. It's a pretty large area. Um, and it is also near some of the Disney resorts. So even if you book, uh, when you're looking at the resorts, if you book near downtown Disney, it might be a place. There are also, the transportation system is right there. So it allows you to get to any resort from downtown Disney using the busing system and different things like that. And there so, are a ton, there are a ton of restaurants. I mean, a ton of restaurants within downtown Disney. More uh, than what we can go through even here on this show. So uh, you can go to, uh, uh, what is it, DisneyWorld.Disney.Go.com, uh, uh, destinations at downtown Disney, uh, or just Google downtown Disney, and you can see. Or I think maybe we'll try to stick something in our show notes, and you can go there. You can see all the different places and things that there are to do within downtown Disney. Okay, and to finish up, we're going to just talk about the two f- uh water parks that are available i've been to one and that one is typhoon lagoon typhoon lagoon that one is just to give a brief description it's a normal water park but you do take disney transportation to it there's a lazy river there's a wave pool with a wave that uh has some stuff and there's plenty of opportunity look it up everybody i saw something quickly on the dvd about it in fact you know what something you would you could go upside backwards on it or something yeah it like makes you go uphill and stuff um I really think we need to cover this on a show, like just the parks themselves, uh, water parks themselves. Okay. So let's do that, and we'll say that on the show now. It may come eventually, but just know that we will be covering water parks. Uh, Blizzard Beach Blizzard is the Beach. other one. And the it's only Scott. amenity, that was kind of a different thing I could figure out about it was, to, if you want to get from attraction to attraction there, the Lazy River goes throughout the entire park. You can just hop on a tube. You can ride it down to the next ride. You can jump off, leave your tube, move on. After you're done, you can get back on the tube. I thought, "Ah, that's kind of cool. Typhoon Lagoon does have a large, lazy river, but it's not through the whole park. But you can do that in Typhoon Lagoon. There are spots to jump on and off. So anyway, that's something uh, we will be covering in the future. Um, And and so that kind of covers everything. That is the water parks. That is the water parks, and that's kind of a general idea of all the theme parks. Okay, one last thing. Well, actually, two things here. But uh, first thing we're going to cover is Disney Photo Pass. We haven't really mentioned it. It's kind of a just a brief description here. Disney's Photo Pass is a great way for you to be able to get pictures of your family and to utilize Disney cast members to take your picture with great equipment and uh, great stuff in the parks without you having to use your own stuff. Um, now, it is completely 100% free to get your pictures taken within the parks using this pass. And what it is is... They give you a kind of a credit card type thing, has a number scanned on it. Get as many pictures as you can whenever you see a Disney Photo Pass person throughout any of the parks, anywhere on property pretty much. And uh, at the end, you can purchase a, any individual photo if you want, or you can just wait until you get home and you have 30 days to purchase it online. I've used this several times, um, and you there is also an option that you can purchase a disc with all the files on them at the end. So... And it's 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 actually more. It's a better cost to buy all of them all at once. I think it's like hundred and twenty dollars or something near that. But if you have, I don't know, nine ninety photos. I mean, maybe that's worth it to you. Almost a dollar per photo. Well, you know, every photo is good. Yeah, I mean, it's a good photo. So mm-hmm. you're not you know looking at oh it's too dark and oh great I wish the shot would have turned out and exactly. But it is also available in individual format to download digitally if you want to and in fact i did that took it to walmart got it printed for 23 cents and i had the authorization to do that through buying it from disney and it was great because now i can make copies of it if i want and cool i didn't know that yeah but uh i've done that we did that for family but anyway you can also add in different things to the photo if you want to put a frame around it if you want to put different uh, characters within it just to kind of remember your thing um, and that information is all on DisneyPhotoPass.com, and that's also where you create your account and log in. And there are also canned things you can buy, like there's actually shots of Magic Kingdom and the different parks and different areas that you can buy individually that don't have you in it if you wanted to purchase those through that site. All right, one last thing to cover. And then that, we're out of here. Yep. 
and that is the Disney Moms panel. And basically, they are actual moms and one dad in this in this year's panel um, that will answer. It's a forum that's online. It's a uh, DisneyMoms.com. DisneyWorldMoms.com. Disney moms. Okay. And it is specific to Disney World, although they do answer questions for Disneyland and other places. But it is. Uh, great because you can answer any kind of questions as far as planning or any kind of things, any questions that you would have. They answer in a very responsive way and uh, it's available to public so you can visit the forums. If someone else has asked those questions before, they are definitely all online and I believe there's 10 of them. So it does, I mean, they are, they do have to, within their contract, visit the parks at certain amounts of time. So you may end up seeing some of them in the parks throughout the year. But that is another information uh, tool that you can use uh, for planning your trips. As always, uh, we are available. Please email us, contact us, and specifically if you have questions about planning your Disney trips. Doug has been there many, many times. times. I've been there several times, not as much as Doug, but... uh, You've seen more. (laughs) I've seen more. (laughs) I've gone with less people each time, so I've been able to get myself around and i've gone a lot recently so that's helped to kind of reiterate all the information of what's available in the parks um sorry the show's been so long this week i we were just talking earlier about our length of shows we purposely make them around a half an hour because we don't want to drag on and do that but we feel that the show has covered a lot of information which is what we wanted to make sure so that in in reference later uh, if we have anybody else or anybody who really wants to, emails us and wants to get uh, a good amount of information on traveling to the parks, we can refer them back to this show. So that is the biggest reason why the length. We wanted to make sure that we contained everything that needed to be put into there. And, of course, you know there could always be some things, too, that we've missed. But uh, we've done our best here to try to get it within a decent time frame. So in reality, if you've never listened to the show before, definitely uh, tell your friends about it. If you, you're interested in all our other past shows, at the beginning we were rough getting started, but we do have some great recordings of a lot of different Disney stuff, and of course we cover other places. So check that stuff out. Definitely check out our website, and for sure, check out the show notes this week. We are posting it brand new this week. All the information that we've talked about as far as links and different things will be posted on that. It will be very easy for you to click on and go right to the Disney site and uh, get all your information there. Um, but we really appreciate listening, especially if you've listened this far. And yeah. We don't have audio this week. Normally we do, and that's something fun. But, uh, this but week, we'll be back with some audio next week. Oh, yes, for sure. And we got a lot of other things coming up, Disney-related, non-Disney-related. So stay tuned. All right, Doug. Well, all right. Nice time spending time with you again, Adam. Yeah, yeah, it was good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Have a good week. Enjoy life. See ya. This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be rebroadcast, edited, tweaked, stolen, pitch shifted, published, rewritten, redistributed, or otherwise changed for any reason without prior consent from theseamazingplaces.com. Unless, of course, you don't have an iPod to take with you and you need to burn a CD. After all, These Amazing Places is a 100% nonprofit podcast for anyone who wants to listen. Copyright 2008, 2009, and beyond. Uh, If we had the rewind sound, I would stick it back in again (laughs) right now. (laughs)